Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 1120 WGN, John Landecker, nine minutes after nine o'clock. Where do we find these tunes? I can't say. But as long as we're talking about food, that means it's time for Marty Shore, who is, of course, one of our favorite guests and also managing editor of The Takeout. Good evening, Marty. Welcome back to WGN. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when it gets to be this time of a new year, people look in the mirror and can come up with trends, Googles of 2022, and that's what you've done. And what have you, what have you surmised from your Google reflection, so to speak? Well, Google is a wonderful tool for seeing what, you know, what Americans are wondering about at any given time in the year. Right. And looking back over the search trends in food on Google in 2022, you kind of get to see a map of everything that was trending throughout the year. Um, for example, early last year, a heck of a lot of people started searching for Cincinnati chili. And the reason for that was because the Bengals were in the Super Bowl and people wanted to celebrate in fashion by serving something purely Cincinnati. Gotcha. And yeah, uh, it's it's chili over spaghetti if, if you haven't had it. <laughs> no, I have not. It's a specialty. Um, yeah. And then, you know, other times it's something that happens in pop culture, like mm. later in the year, uh, Rishikesh Hirway, um shared his family's mango pie mm. on CBS Sunday morning. Right. Uh, for their Thanksgiving episode, and everybody's kind of sat up and said, "Oh, mango pie! That sounds great!" And so then you saw a ton of Google searches for mango pie. And you know, where do we turn when we want to find out about something new? It's Google, and so it really reflects us for who we are. So Cincinnati chili. Let's go back to that for a second. Is chili on top of what did you on on top of pasta? On top of spaghetti, yeah, spaghetti and. It's a very divisive dish. You either really? love it or you hate it. Yeah. Sounds like a, I've never had it, but it sounds like a pretty good idea to me. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you can't go too wrong with chili, right? Right. I mean, you got your you got your meat, you got your sauce, you put it on some spaghetti, and away you go. I mean, exactly. See, you get it. I love the idea that it became so popular, the Cincinnati chili, because. Uh, the Bengals going into the Super Bowl. Well, I got a couple of questions because my mind is whirling. Um, why was it named Cincinnati? It was only because the team, I mean, was it couldn't be just because they were going to the Super Bowl, could it? I mean, what made it, was there Cincinnati chili before they went to the Super Bowl or was this just a byproduct of that? Oh, Cincinnati chili has been around for yeah. a long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, people argue about the best place to get it. Um, you're either a Gold Star chili fan or a Skyline chili fan. Mm. Um, but no matter what, it's going to come on noodles. And it's um, it's got a sweeter taste to it. And so it's really kind of built up these flavors over time as the tradition has been kept alive across the decades by these restaurants. 
So, yeah, it's a tradition that everybody got to share in because their team went to the Super Bowl. It's, uh, it makes me wonder what the Bears would bring everybody. <laughs> Heartache on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that is a it's an intriguing thought, though. I'm trying to. I was talking about the playoffs earlier, and we're not at the point where the teams, the two teams that are going to play in the Super Bowl, have been picked. But it's intriguing to suddenly take what you're talking about, Marnie, and examine the cities that are represented in the playoffs this weekend, and then to sort of try to future cast, if you will, what would possibly be the dish du jour, for lack of a better term, if that particular city got into the Super Bowl. Again, obviously, if if um, Cincinnati goes in, you would suspect that Cincinnati Chili, Buffalo, I'm thinking probably Wings, right? Oh, yeah. It would have to be. <laughs> it would have to be, right. This is an intriguing way to look at um, how we react to different events. I love that concept. Um, what does Dallas have? <laughs> Dallas ha- what? Um, uh, barbecue? <laughs> barbecue, exactly. Yes, barbecue. <laughs> See, this is a good thing. We're going to do more with Marty when we come back. We got more to do on 720 WGN. John, I thought you were talking about food with Marty Schur, manager, managing editor of The Takeout. Yeah, we are. Here at 720 WGN. Well, then what's with the wedding, wedding march? Well, that's a tie-in to Marry Me Chicken, <laughs> is what that is, because that's one of the that's one of the top searches. Was it not on Google for the past year? That's right. Uh, on Google in 2022, it yeah. was the third top trending recipe of 2022. Um, and I regret to inform you that the reason is TikTok related. <laughs> that Marry Me Chicken um, is related to TikTok. Yeah, so TikTok uh, for food writers has become kind of a blessing and a curse because sometimes we'll look around and say, now why is this popular all of a sudden? Uh And it can almost always be traced back to a viral video posted to TikTok. Um, You know, people on there are incredibly creative and always cooking. And so someone sort of resurfaced the classic recipe for Marry Me Chicken uh, back in April of 2022. And it just exploded. It's like everybody who hadn't already heard of it was suddenly eager to try it. I've never heard of it until now. What is it? What what makes, I mean, it's chicken. What's done to the chicken that is unique? Just about everything that would make it delicious to just about everyone. Wow. <laughs> it is um, chicken breasts, and you pound them out, and you sort of, uh, you know, pan fry them, add garlic, chicken stock, heavy cream, Parmesan cheese, chili flakes, thyme, you know, all these things that are just absolutely irresistible. And uh, that is, (laughs) (laughs) that's of course the reason for its name, because if you make it for somebody, they're going to love it so much, they're going to propose to you on the spot. Gotcha. All right. So (laughs) I don't want to skip over the other, we've done the mango pie. The Marry Me Chicken and the Cincinnati Chili. Uh, There are two left in the top five. What are they and why are they there? Simply enough, I think that some things just peak seasonally. Mm -hmm. Uh, We couldn't trace the origin for every trending search. But 
you know, something like Quick Pancake. Quick that pancake. had its highest peak in June. Um, well, one guess for that is who wants to stand over a hot stove longer than they have to in the middle of the summer? Right. Uh, you know, trying to find a shortcut. Um, but when in doubt, it might also be the work of TikTok. We just, it's too big of a playground to search through. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I believe TikTok is owned by the Chinese, and I think they're trying to put their tentacles into our food taste. That's a joke. <laughs> um, so there's, what is this number one? Uh, that is Hugo. Um, yeah, it's a traditional tomato sauce, mm-hmm. and it peaked around Thanksgiving, um, which oh. is kind of refreshing because, right. you know, you'd think that turkey and mashed potatoes would peak around then. But, um, you know, this peaked uniquely around Thanksgiving 2022. And with turkey prices having been so painfully high, yeah. our guess was that people were kind of seeking delicious comfort food that had nothing to do with poultry prices. Right. No, it's a good point. It makes sense to me. Uh, it's 922 at 720 WGN. So let's, I'm going to jump out of the, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm jumping out of the thing, but I'm going into the fire, literally. Um, the, the article that you have uh, about gas stoves, um, this has been in the news recently and uh, has become a, what a surprise. A polarizing political item. Can you tell us about what this gas stove situation is? Sure. You know, to tell the story of gas stoves, we kind of have to do a bit of debunking. Because recently, um, someone who's a member of the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission said in an interview with Bloomberg that, you know, a potential ban on gas stoves was, quote, on the table. And he said, products that can't be made safe can be banned. He later walked back those statements Mm -hmm. to indicate that he was talking about new products that hit the market, not existing things like gas stoves. But it's also true that there's a new study that's been published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health that links as many as 12% of childhood asthma cases in this country to gas stoves because, you know, they do tend to emit things that we don't always detect. And even when they're not on, they can emit these uh, substances that aggravate asthma. So, you know, they are enough of a hidden hazard that California banned them in new constructions starting in 2020. But old ones were grandfathered in. They're not being taken from anybody. So it's a hot-button issue And as you said, it's polarizing because people don't want to give up what they already have and what they're used to cooking on. Because cooking with gas and cooking with electric stoves is a little different. Right. And there's no no cliche that says, hey, you're cooking with electricity. But there is a cliche (laughs) that says, you know, you're cooking with with gas. So, I mean, there is sort of (laughs) historical context to that. So That's right. We need to come up with a snappy <laughs> phrase related to induction cooking. <laughs> Maybe that'll uh, light uh, the fire. <laughs> and and the, well, it's not anything that I ever really gave any thought to until it got into the news. And I'm like, all right, well, gas stoves. I mean, progress goes on. And then, oh, there was this uproar. 
And just the other night, I was walking past the kitchen, and I smelled gas, which is obviously something that a gas stove has. And I said, honey, are you uh, cooking something? Oh, my God. And she ran in there, and it had not turned off complete. I mean, it was like 99.9% turned off, but that click or whatever it was, um, I mean, it wasn't an overpowering uh, a r- smell of gas. It just was a l- like a little whiff. But, I mean, that's obviously one of the, I would say that goes down on the negative side of having a gas stove. Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's something that we think about in the way we're already primed to think about it, which yeah. is the source of any divisive issue, I suppose. But, right. you know, it's true. Gas stoves lend you a little more of that control and accuracy right. because you can move that flame up and down very right. fast. You can yes. move it by degrees. Electric is a little more broad, and it takes a little longer to come up to heat. Yeah. But I know for my part, now I do have a gas stove. Um, it came with my home. But right. I will say I don't do elaborate enough cooking every day in my house to know, notice the difference. I yeah. don't mind using electric, but someone who's, you know, a really highfalutin chef type might right. notice the difference. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, we've got to, we'll leave that there because there are other people who are going to be weighing in on that if they continue to make a, a political football out of it. For sure. Uh, we're talking to Marty Scher, who's the uh, managing editor of the takeout and, uh, Let's see if I leave on a uptick about Taco Bell putting a twist on a Mexican pizza. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> That's right. The Mexican pizza brings us all together. It does. Where gas stove divide us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're they're having some fun with the Mexican pizza now that it is back on the menu after two years away. Taco Bell is going to milk this for all it's worth. (laughs) And yeah, they're introducing a couple new twists on it in test markets only, but it's going to be a cheesy jalapeno Mexican pizza, Mm. which kind of just throws nacho cheese and pickled jalapeno slices on a Mexican pizza, which sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And they're doing a triple crunch Mexican pizza, which is a triple decker. So they add a whole Milk. other tostada in the middle and extra beans and meat and cheese and everything. Wow. <laughs> Literally a triple-decker Mexican pizza. Only in test markets of Omaha, Nebraska, I'm afraid, but hopefully everywhere else. Who wouldn't soon. want that? Why would they? I mean, why do they got to go testing it? I mean, that that sounds being a little overly cautious. Or maybe they just want to milk the publicity because... You know, there's been a history of things where it's been a while, at least I think, where some kind of something was available in some part of the country, but not in the other part of the country. And so the play, it had this whole mystique to it, you know, years and years and years ago, long before you were born and walk on the earth, I'm sure, Marnie, you could not get Coors beer anywhere except Colorado. So therefore it was like, oh my God. This guy's got Coors beer. How did he get it? Um, and he Taste just, of the yeah. Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hard to imagine that now. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I can't. 
I'll be waiting for my Mexican pizza. You heard it here first. Thank you, Marnie. Thank you so much for being with us again. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You betcha. Money sure. Managing editor of The Takeout.